Caminetti was going. It's sky to left. Deion Sanders at the wall. And Bagwell has his first Major League home run. Welcome to another Astros podcast. Oh, what a relief it is. Who has wanted so much to help this ball club and get himself established in the big leagues. And that is a big one. Jeff Bagwell gets his first Major League long ball, and it comes with two outs in the ninth inning to snap a 1-1 tie. Former Astros and newly elected member of Major League Baseball's Hall of Fame, Jeff Bagwell, sat down with the media at Minute Maid Park on Monday, January 23rd, and Baggy is our feature on today's podcast. You know, I do sit here, and I'm, I'm kind of a little overwhelmed. I mean, I got kid is right there in front of me. A huge part of where we are and where we're sitting right now uh, and what we kind of laid a little bit of a foundation for this club, uh, which I think is spilling over to the, uh, the new kids that we have now. Um, I look at my family, my wife, my daughters, my son, um, and just family. And, you know, it, it's a very, very special time. And I, I'm just, you know, to be honest with you, I'm just overwhelmed. Um, I just... This has been a whirlwind since Wednesday, uh, and just to be here and <clears throat> appreciate the fact that, you know, I never really thought about this, this is honest God truth. Um, I remember when I was a kid and watching Channel 6, uh, which was staticky, and then my father and I would have to go on the roof of a one-story house and find a way to try and get the Red Sox game in. And... You know, what it became was became part of a family. And what I've learned through this process is that, you know, maybe we did some things here that were pretty good that uh, kept families hanging out, you know, at 7.05 and, you know, just watching us play. And I, I just um, – sometimes we don't appreciate it. Uh, I think with all the stuff that's gone on in the last – few weeks and especially the last four days uh, it's it's just something that I treasure and I just I really didn't think that much about myself or whatever I just played baseball um, but it's it's just been something special that uh, I treasure Great questions yeah, what do you think the mix the, now that this maybe is something a little bit the mix few months a little bit. I know you like to live life as normal as possible. Is right. your obligations and your, your thought process going forward? Well, in July? Yeah, I, Tags, I, I have no idea. You can ask him back there. Seven. I, I, what I've heard is it slows down um, until you get to July. Um, and I'm really cool with that because it's, <laughs> it's been crazy. But uh, I'm excited and um, shoot, man. We've been traveling all day, so it's just fun to be here. You said the other day when we talked to you that it really had to hit you that you're in this building with the greatest of the greats. That's been a couple days. Has that hit you? Uh, no, not really. Uh, I did get a phone call from Tony Perez today, which was pretty cool. Um, Nolan. Um, I mean, we all know what Nolan means around here. Um, you know, obviously I've talked to Craig, and uh, it's – I mean, I really, I don't get this whole thing. Um, I mean, I just did what I was supposed to do. And just somehow, some way, is the pinnacle of just like um, a player. It doesn't get any higher than this. Um, 
I wish we could have done some more things um, to bring a championship here. Um, that would have been really, really fun. Um, but we we did our best. <laughs> Sometimes it wasn't good enough, but we did our best. Jeff, you, uh, you touched on it a little while ago, how much this means to uh, the fan base. Um, have you kind of wrapped your brain around what this means? We saw huge crowds when, with Craig travel up to Cooperstown, and they were lining up here before 4 o'clock. Have you kind of put that into perspective, what this means? Well, actually, to be honest with you, Craig, um, I remember walking down the street in Cooperstown and looking because, you know, we've changed back to orange um, and to see all the orange um, and how much support uh, Craig got. Uh, it was That was cool. I mean, like I said, I, I think a lot of times we don't look at the magnitude of maybe what we've done for people, um, which I'm not even sure what that means. I mean, I, I'm trying to – I got – you know, I got five kids, man. I'm trying to find the magnitude of that. <laughs> um, but um, to watch what happened with Craig in Cooperstown um, a couple years ago, that was uh, that was a little staggering to me, uh, just to to see that much. Uh, that maybe maybe <clears throat> baseball is a little bit more than like people really like think, and that it does bring families together, like it did for me watching the Red Sox play. And I'm not trying to take anything away from I'm sitting here as an Astro. Um, but for my life, when I grew up, that's what it was. Um, and if I did that, or if Craig and we did it together, kind of, you know, made something nice for people, uh, that's a pretty cool deal. Another question? Jeff, AJ Hinch the other day mentioned you uh, expressed interest in coming back down to spring training again. Mm -hmm. Just curious, down the road, is, is getting back into coaching, even you know whether it's not full-time or, or part-time or advisory role, is that something of interest to you? Yeah, I think more advisory role. Um, I don't think that people realize what coaches actually go through. Um, it's pretty much, nowadays, it's like 11 to 11. Um, and then you have road trips, so you don't see your family. And I mentioned earlier, I got five kids. I, I mean, I got a lot of, and I got four girls. It's, it's, there's issues that I have to deal with. Um, I can handle him right there. I can, I can handle him. Uh, but the girls, man, it's, it's, it's a different deal because I, I, I am a little bit of an alpha male and uh, to deal with everything that I have to go through. But being a coach full-time, probably not, but an advisor would be probably something better. And you can ask Reed. Reed's right back there. You can ask him what he wants me to do. Uh, have you gotten used to putting Hall of Fame with your signature yet? Um, yeah, I mean, it's all right. It, it kind of works out because when you put HOF 17, it kind of goes easy. Um, I was trying to think of 16 would probably be not the easiest thing, but, uh, you know, it, it's it's been fun. And you know what? Like I said, I don't take myself that seriously. And... You know, I talked to my one of my best friends um, the other night. We were watching the Patriots play, and uh, I was like, "Dude, man, this is this is ridiculous." I mean, seriously, Hall of Fame? I mean, it's like I, I mean, that's like Ted Williams type stuff. Kari Stremski. I mean, that's crazy stuff. So I take it in stride. Uh, I'm trying to soak it in. Have I got it yet? Probably not. 
Um, but I know I'm sitting up here and <clears throat> I've had some bad games in the playoffs and I've had a lot of people sitting in front of me, but uh, this is uh, something special for me. Jeff, you're on the ballot for, what, seven times. Did you find the last couple of years more stressful seeing your number? Absolutely not. Randy, absolutely not. No, because I really didn't think about it. Um, this year was a culmination. Everybody's like, hey, man, you, you got a really good chance of getting in. Um, so three weeks with my wife and I, um, like I said, I'm not alpha male, but I'm the irritable guy walking around the house. Um, <laughs> mad at everybody <clears throat> and I just you know it, it was just such a, a strange feeling just to walk around and think you know everybody's like hey you're gonna get in you're gonna get in all that kind of stuff I'm like yeah okay but what if it doesn't happen um and I'm I think a little bit of I, I was <laughs> this is this I don't even know if this makes sense but like half my life is my life is half empty but yet it's half full too so I'm trying to think of the worst first but also think about being full. Um, and that's what happened. And that was cool. Um, I just, uh, man, it's just, it's it, this, like the last four days and the last three weeks before that um, were very, very interesting. And, um, you know, for me, all the phone calls, uh, all the love, um, my kids, um, they would sit there and tell me my stats. And I'm like, well, how did you know that? Y'all didn't see me play? Um, but they started to get involved, too, because they're classmates and all that kind of stuff. So I was just kind of like, oh, God, man, I hope I don't disappoint them. Um, but like I said, it worked out, so it was cool. But Jeff, how special is it to have a lot of different people in different eras, parts of your career here with you tonight today? Uh, it means a ton. Um, you know... I mean, these are people <clears throat> that I've been with um, that, you know, obviously it's very easy for me to talk about Craig um, because we spent 15 years together. Um, but really, to be honest with you, 25 years. I mean, I mean, I know his kids. I know his wife. I know where they go to school, everything in the entire world, as he knows mine, too. Um, and to, to build what we have built here and to see my friends um, – I mean, teammates are a little bit different um, because you really, really do spend more time with your teammates than you do with your family. And um, just everything. I mean, good times, bad times. Um, you know, just what we've been through together uh, in that amount of time is just um, very, very special. How much have you interacted with him over the years and being able to share the stage with him in July has got to be something that's beyond your involvement? I've been doing a little bit of lobbying about because Yaz, I think, has only been back to the Hall of Fame twice. He went back for Carlton Fisk and um, um, Jim Rice. Um, so I'm doing a little bit of lobbying to try and get him there. Um, but he was everything that I wanted to be. I mean, I mean, Yaz is my size and got every single thing out of his ability. Uh, and he was just something that, man, you just, that was Yaz. Um, for me, <clears throat> my interaction with him has been wonderful. Um, I have a picture of him and I together. Uh, 
he just he's just something. I mean, the biggest thing in, in my household was from my father was Ted Williams, who my father got to meet him and hang out a little bit with him, and then for me it was Yaz, and I got the same opportunity. I mean, that's all you talked about in my house. You were Red Sox, that was it. You can forget those Yankees. We want to know part of those people. Um, that's just the way it is in the East Coast. Um, certainly didn't have any clue what the Houston Astros were, except for one dude, um, your father. Everybody knew who Nolan Ryan was, but I mean, other than that, I didn't know what Houston Astros were. I mean, I was thinking about tumbleweeds and horses. <laughs> well, let me tell you something. That is not what Houston is. <laughs> So it's been uh, it's been a lot of fun and really enjoy it. Jeff, your father says that he's thrilled that he's still alive to see this happen. Reflect on that. Yeah, um, my dad has told me. See, this is where I start to get um, a little weird. Um, I mean, he's eighty nine; just turned eighty nine on the seventeenth. Um, I really do believe he is still alive to see this. Um, He's been walking, doing stuff. And, you know, he's always told me, he said, he said, son, you don't want to get to 89. Um, nothing works. Everything stinks. And I'm like, well, I said, dad, I don't know, man. I got stuff for all that kind of stuff. But, um, you know, he's just, he's such a big part of me. And as I said earlier, I walk around mad. I don't really think my dad walked around mad, but I was scared to death of him. He never did anything to me, um, but that was my dad. Um, and, you know, I called him twice this weekend. Um, said, Dad, you all right? <laughs> and I called him. Actually, to be honest with you, I called him prior to this whole deal to make sure. I mean, he's, he's had a quad, quadruple bypass. I said, Dad, you all right? And he <laughs> – I guess I can say this. He hates everyone on the MLB network. <laughs> Because he said, all they do is say bad things about you. I said, Dad, if you watch it every day, they're not going to change their opinion. I said, just relax. It's going to be okay. I said, the, the votes were done by the first of the year. I said, so it's over. So don't, don't watch. Um, but certainly my dad is, uh, my dad and my mom, um, who we just spent a couple of days with. Um, I mean, you know, it's everything that anybody's ever wanted in their life, and I've had two of the greatest parents of all time, and I try to do the best that I can be that same parent for my kids. Jeff, that kind of leads me into my question to represent your children that you always talk about, mm. um, to stand up on that stage and represent them and have them there to share it with you. What will that be like? It'll be pretty, I'm going to think. Um, I mean, you all know, man, and, and I don't – this is not something that I sugarcoat or nothing. I mean – my kids and my family and my wife, um, and we're still missing some here. <laughs> I mean, they're everything to me. Um, it's what I live my life for, to try and be the best I can. And sometimes I'm not. Um, but I, I do the best I can to be the best father I can be. And for that day to come, um, hopefully it's not quite as hot as when Craig was up there. Um, <laughs> But uh, it'll be very emotional for me. Any other questions? What advice would you give to the younger kids that want to strive to be like you? Don't quit. 
Biggest thing my father <clears throat> ever taught me, don't quit. If you're going to start something, and you can talk to these kids right here, if you're going to start it, you, you, I'm not allowing you to quit. <clears throat> my funny story about that is um, the worst job I've ever had in my entire life was I was a dishwasher at Friendly's in Cape Cod. I should have quit that job. <laughs> It was awful. My teammates would come in and they'd eat their hamburger fries, which Friendly's has good fries. And then they would take the ketchup bottle and they would write like not nice things to me because I had to go clean everything. And they don't, they didn't have dishwashers like they do now. I'll put it this way, it was tough. But that was my, their biggest thing that my parents instilled in me uh, is don't ever quit something you start. If you're going to put your effort into it, you can't quit. Just get better, but you can't quit. And that, that would be my biggest thing that I would say to a kid. Hey, man, you have, I mean, to be honest with you, and Brownie probably knows the, the stats, I mean, I wasn't that great in, I was great in Little League, like really good. And then I stunk after that. Um, I was okay in high school, but I just kept going. And I was very, very fortunate that I just got better. Um, but if you don't quit, if you do quit, then how are you ever going to know? So um, I don't care what you want to be. You want to be a firefighter? You want to be a doctor? You want to be whatever. If that's what you want, give it the best you can. And we'll see where the cards lay at the end of the day. Thanks to Astros legend Jeff Bagwell for his words today. Don't forget, AstroLine, the official off-season baseball hot stove radio show, will take place Thursday, January 26th. Robert Ford and special guest, former Astro and current TV broadcaster Jeff Blum, will join us live from 7 to 8 p.m. Central. You can listen live anywhere on the Astros radio network and right here on Astros.com. AstroLine. AstroLine, the official off-season hot stove show for your Houston Astros. We have Jeff Luno here in the heat of hot stove. Listen in as Steve Sparks and Robert Ford host an hour-long show. I'm joined tonight by someone who really doesn't need any introduction. With your favorite Astros of today and yesterday. Left-handed pitcher Dallas Keuchel. Carlos Correa. George Springer. Let's give a warm AstroLine welcome to Lance Berkman. AstroLine, right here on the Houston Astros Radio Network.